Hi, this is Paul, and this is a bonus episode of Legendary Adventures Podcast. While preparing for this season of the podcast, I found so many little interesting tidbits that I wanted to include them in some sort of bonus episode because they honestly felt a little in the weeds and tangential to the main episodes. But I still think it's interesting to talk about, so here we go. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the characters of Ocarina of Time and how they were designed. In the last season for Link's Awakening, I discussed how director and Zelda co-creator Takashi Tezuka said he was inspired by David Lynch's show Twin Peaks in directing the design for characters in that game. It seems that Shigeru Miyamoto carried that same inspiration over to Ocarina of Time. In a 2011 Iwata Asks interview, Miyamoto said, I didn't want to tell a story as much as I wanted to have a lot of people appear around the main character and portray their relationships. When Iwata pointed out that Tezuka had the same idea for Link's Awakening, Miyamoto said, That's right. I think those suspicious and odd characters alone are interesting. I'm more interested in their presence than I am in whose cousin is whose and whose parents are sworn enemies way back when. Miyamoto also discussed some of the other characters who sprang up and his desire to have them in the game. He said, When we decided to handle Link growing up from a 9-year-old child to a more mature 16-year-old, I wanted lots of characters to fulfill various roles. For example, Kaipora Gabora is a grandfather figure who gives Link all kinds of advice and looks out for him. And since Link is a boy, I wanted girls besides Princess Zelda to show up. That's why Soraya and Malin are there. Also Link's archenemy Ganon, so I thought that they should meet once when he's a child. That's why there's the nightmare scene that connects to the courtyard scene, the innocent eyes of a child are able to see through the truth, so young Link instinctively knows Ganon is the bad guy. And when adult Link meets him again, and Ganon says he's the boy from before, it really hits you. In a 1998 staff interview, character designers Yoshiki Haruhana and Satoru Takazawa talked a little bit about how they designed the characters. Haruhana said, There are more than 60 characters in Ocarina of Time. One character takes about two to three days to make, so our schedule was always uncertain. We just have to go from one to the next. He also discussed a little bit about the appearance of those characters. He said, Fellow staff member Takano once told me, all the people you make turn out to be freaks. I never intended to do that. My response is always, oh, is that so? He laughed. For example, Dompe the Gravekeeper is a hunchback, right? In Kakariko Village, there's a guy sitting by himself on top of a house. It was never my intention to make a character similar to myself, but afterwards, five people said to me, hey, that's you. I definitely wasn't aiming for it, I swear. To the contrary, I didn't even want to make the character after myself. Takozawa said, I never meant to fuss over all the characters, but still I was inclined to treat them as if they were real. We designed them to be real, so we also attempted to make them have interesting, realistic animations. Because they were interesting and elaborate, we wanted the animation to be honest, serious. Sort of like the pose, grudgingly running away from the player. Other enemies, when defeated, will burst into flames and disintegrate. Little things like that. There's even a guy who looks like Kimutaku, who is a Japanese celebrity. The medicine man clearly resembles him. He laughed at that. If I told you my favorite character in Zelda the Ocarina of Time, it would have to be him. The Kakariko Village medicine man with sparkling teeth and long hair. Aruhana said, the medicine man character stands out because of the resemblance. In short, it means he's too good of a person making him a freak. While making him, I was thinking, hey, this guy reminds me of someone but it might have been unconsciously channeling Kimotaku all along. I don't know. A good example of a female in the game would be Kakariko Village's Chicken Lady, pretty and completely inoffensive. Fellow staff member Onizuka, who is Eiji Onuma, was very pleased with her. Aside from her, everyone else is a freak. He laughed. Ingo looks a little effeminate, don't you think? He's a pigeon-toed weakling. He laughed. 
I am happy that there were people who noticed the pigeon toes. It's a little unkind, but because he's weak inside, him being pigeon toes cast a bit of a weak image. Another example would be the bean seller, who resides in Zora's River, eating beans. Dompe, who I mentioned before, the gravekeeper, and the magic medicine shop's grandmother. Those three are the cutest examples, in my opinion. Anyway, just some interesting quotes on the character design of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. I am Paul Riley, and I will talk to you later.